just well, as a person. Thank you, Christy, for having me on your podcast. I'm really excited. Um, so as a person, I am a licensed professional counselor in Colorado. Um, prior to this, I was a teacher for about 10 years oh. and transitioned into the counseling field after that. Tell us a little bit about that decision <laughs> that, process. Yeah. yeah. So I was a teacher uh, doing art. Uh, middle school and high school was my background. And I was noticing a need for mental health. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was looking into getting my master's. More so because I needed a pay raise, too. <laughs> I had been frozen at my level for quite a few years, and I decided to pursue further my education. And I wanted it to be something meaningful. As an art teacher, I was sometimes the first teacher that students told things to Mm -hmm. or things that maybe um, they weren't telling other people just because we had that opportunity in the classroom. Yeah. You know, we're working, talking, things like that. Um, So I said, I'll pursue counseling because then I can help my students. Once I got my master's in counseling, I decided to just pursue that completely. I, it was more than I thought originally that mm-hmm. I could do. And I wanted to specifically focus on kids and adolescents. Yeah. So I started doing that. Tell us a little bit, and this is kind of off topic, mm-hmm. but I um, tell us a little bit about like how kids express their feelings through art. Mm-hmm. I think parents would love to kind of know what they're looking for. Yeah. So even now, I still sometimes incorporate art in my practice, Mm -hmm. uh, especially with younger kiddos. So sometimes children do not have the vocabulary or the way of presenting an idea clearly. And Mm -hmm. so they struggle communicating to either parents or caretakers or even friends. Through art, it gives them the ability to express themselves, how they're feeling, and let it out in a way that maybe is easier for them to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, even now, I utilize art as a way of children, even sometimes adults. I was going to say, yeah. can, I, can I do it? Anybody can do it, <laughs> yeah. There's no restricted restriction on age, but mm-hmm. it allows them a way of releasing memories, emotions, and putting something on paper that mm-hmm. maybe they wouldn't be able to otherwise. Yeah, So I love that. So I kind of threw you off yeah, there no, with that no, question. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. So you got your master's in counseling. Yes. And uh, how long have you been doing that? Whew. So let's see. I graduated in 2012, so 10-ish plus years. <laughs> um, and I've pretty much been everywhere. I really wanted to continue growing and learning. So I've been mm-hmm. inpatient, outpatient, forensic, private practice, community mental um, so yeah, I've, I've been a little bit of everywhere growing as much as I can learning as many things. And now I'm at Ellie, I'm the clinical director there. Yes. And one of the best things is that I still get to practice counseling. Mm-hmm. So I do have a smaller caseload, but I also get to grow the next generation of counselors. Yeah. Um, I am really passionate about taking care of people in our field Yeah. because I've seen so many people step away from either burnout, fatigue, just mm-hmm. not being able to continue or needing to take breaks. Yeah. And so I wanted to create a space where our staff are taken care of. They know their worth. They know their value. And they can continue. Caring for the caregiver. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. Um, and so many of my audience are caregivers, maybe not licensed counselors, but mm-hmm. mothers, you know, teachers. Yes. Just women in general are, are often caretakers. Mm-hmm. And we are going to kind of talk about stress in the holidays and how do we 
make sure that we can have, you know, a joyous time, um, right. take care of our responsibilities, but um, also taking care of ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what would be, if you had to come up with kind of some top things, maybe one to three things that people should be doing, specifically, I think, caretakers mm-hmm. during this holiday season to take care of themselves? Okay. Number one, recognize that you cannot give what you do not have. Ooh, girl. So, <laughs> and I've been, I've been yeah, there. Yeah, that is, woo, yes. Um, especially with cooking the meals and organizing the family and taking, making sure everybody has everything they need. I think sometimes as a caretaker, we want to make sure that we are doing it all. One of the things that I would suggest is delegate. Delegate, mm-hmm. delegate. Being able to say, you know what? I don't have to cook all 15 courses yes. of our family meal. Um, let somebody else bring, the, you know, the pie or whatever and contribute to that. Hold on. Do we need to, what's... Maybe these new cords I got are not. Yeah, just hold on for a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to do it while you were, because I was just doing it the different cameras, you know? Yeah. But. No, the, the new cords. Technologies. The extra long ones? Yeah. They don't work. They're too long, probably. <laughs> They're like, too you're much. too far. Well, we'd just be able to start with, okay, well, the second thing is, yeah. okay. Yeah, because I wasn't on the camera while that I was changing, like, because I was on the camera. You do what you need to yeah. do. That's too bad that the longer cords don't work. I love what you said of you can't give what you don't have. And then the second thing you were talking about. Yeah. So the second thing I would encourage people to allow for break time. I think sometimes we get so carried away with making sure that every second of our holiday or every second of our vacations are jam-packed <laughs> and we want to maximize. And I've yeah. seen a lot of families do this where it's busy the entire time. Mm-hmm. Give yourself- I'm guilty of that. Yeah. It's like when I come home from vacation, it's like I need a vacation from my vacation. Exactly. Yeah. And I've heard that multiple times. And so sometimes we need to remind ourselves a vacation, even if it's just a staycation with mm-hmm. family or people visiting. Allow yourselves to have downtime. We're watching a movie. It doesn't have to be anything grand. It's about spending time with people that you want to be around. It's about allowing yourself to relax and enjoy and yeah. take that in. Be yeah. present in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And one last thing. Sleep. So, and Ooh. I'm, I know. Yeah. Sleep is so important in just overall health. And I think so many people don't recognize the importance Mm -hmm. of sleep. And so similar to how we occupy our time and are busy, we get up early, stay up late, Mm -hmm. allowing ourselves to sleep, allow your kids to sleep. They're on vacation too. This is their vacation as well. 
Um, and so sometimes adolescents, you know, mine included, just want to sleep in on one of their days of their vacation. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Uh, when we sleep, we improve our mental health, physical yep. health, a lot of things. So yeah. that's important, making sure that you're getting rest. I don't think the general population really understands how much sleep is important to your mental health because we always hear kind of action type mm -hmm. things. Oh, you should wake up early and exercise. You should, you know, meditate. You should. Yeah. So then you're trying to fit all of these action items yes. into your, you know, mental health journey. But if you're not prioritizing sleep, you're not going to be functioning exactly. well. That's when your body heals. That's yes. when memories get stored and processed. And so again, not just the sleep quantity, but then the quality of it as well. So mm -hmm. making sure that those two things are taken care of. So. What if um, you're at an event, you know, over the holidays and you are what we call triggered. Something is mm -hmm. causing an emotional reaction in you. What would you say to, to people who know, maybe even know that that's coming? Yeah. Because, you know, certain family members cause certain things for them. Yes. So one of the things that I like to remind people of is don't assume or think that something will happen, but at the same time, prepare just in case you need to take a break, mm -hmm. walk away. Sometimes we find it more difficult to do some of those things if we don't practice it beforehand. Mm -hmm. So again, kind of have some preparation where at home, maybe I'm triggered by something. And so I'm going to prepare by taking breaks while I'm at home so that when I go visit my family, it becomes more of an, uh, like an automatic behavior. Mm -hmm. I know that if I just need to step away from a specific family member or a conversation is coming up and I feel like I'm back when I was 10 <laughs> or some traumatic experience, mm -hmm. being able to just kind of stop and walk away. Yeah. Um, of course, we're going to come back, but at that same time, it allows us to reset, mm -hmm. make sure that we're feeling safe, maybe ground ourselves to the moment, um, kind of prepare ourselves to come back again. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I talk about in the Mentally Strong Method is like organizing our mm -hmm. thoughts. We often kind of know, oh, my mom triggers me or, you know, my brother's always saying mean things to me. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know that that's, and so then you have this anticipatory anxiety around those events. Yeah. When we do a mapping session, we like say, okay, you know, what makes you anxious right now? Right. What's made you anxious in the past? What made you anxious as a child? Mm -hmm. And just, does this impact your spiritual relationship? And so we ask these four questions to kind of get it all out on paper. Yeah. Um, so that then they can make choices. Because sometimes, like you're saying, like pr making that preparation and there's sometimes that maybe we need to make a choice that, oh. you know, um, I, I don't actually have to interact with this person. Right. Or maybe the choice is I really want to have a good relationship with my brother, but maybe I need to set a boundary. I the love that. The next times he calls me fat or whatever, yeah. right? Like, um, and so being able to make decisions about you know, boundaries and, and those kinds of things before, yeah. because we can only control That's true. ourselves. Mm -hmm. We cannot control others. Exactly. Um, but sometimes controlling that reaction, I think, especially for women is internal. Mm. So we have a reaction, but we use it and kind of turn it on ourselves against ourselves. And then it turns into negative self-talk. And yeah. we know we should be talking to ourselves like that. <laughs> and so um, the mentally strong method, like just helps uh, separate those things 
this is negative self-talk. No, this is your brother's behavior. And right. you have a choice of whether you want to just accept it, set a boundary, or not speak to him. Like, you actually have choices um, yeah. in those relationships. And I think that's like that. great. Um, definitely important for people to recognize that they have that ability yeah. to choose. I think it gives us some power, some autonomy in in interaction so that we're not just walking in being a victim of something that we can't control, but rather knowing that we have the capability to do something about it mm-hmm. if and when it happens. Yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. And you had talked a little bit before um, about delegation, and mm-hmm. uh, I actually had that this, this year. Usually mm-hmm. I, I love to host. So when I do something, I, I just want to provide everything, right? Yeah. And um, Thanksgiving's coming, and it's kind of a, a stressful Thanksgiving for us. Mm-hmm. And all my kids are grown. I was just like, you know what? Hey, what do you bring in? <laughs> what do you bring into Thanksgiving? And then I can, you know, figure out the, you know, what's needed after that. Right. So I, love I did that. a little bit of that myself. That's awesome. Good job. <laughs> so, yeah. Any other tips that you would give uh, for the holidays? Um, I think sometimes also spending time alone can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. I find that when I'm around a lot of people for a long period of time, me personally, just my personality type, I need to take breaks. Mm-hmm. I call it uh, peopled out. There are times <laughs> when I'm just, I, I can't have any conversations. Uh, I'm not able to regulate anymore. I just need breaks. Yeah. And so I think sometimes just having quiet times by myself, yeah. whether I wake up before everybody else and just have coffee or I go for a walk on my own. That way, again, I can enjoy my family yeah. and not feel like, oh, I'm sick of you because I've been together all day. Yeah. On that spectrum of mm-hmm. introvert versus extrovert, where are you? <laughs> are- I am very much an introvert. Okay. Although people say, oh, I, I don't believe that. I can't tell because you are able to talk to everybody and anybody. Mm-hmm. I can, but it's also very draining. Yeah. And so introvert versus extrovert, it's not are we able to relate, but it's mm-hmm. how do I recharge? And for right. me, it's when I'm by myself. Yeah. So, And that's, I think, something that people should know about themselves, mm-hmm. whether they, you know, what fills your cup, being right. alone or being with people. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I've always been a, a, kind of an extreme extrovert. Mm-hmm. I actually get attention from being around people. Mm-hmm. But if I don't take time to be alone, I, I still get that that drain feeling like extroverts mm. still need to process alone. Yeah. Just like introverts still need to find people they trust. Right. To process with externally. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so kind of knowing that about yourself and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And planning accordingly. Then. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So as we wrap up here, mm-hmm. I want you to tell us a little bit about Ellie and uh, yeah. what you're hoping to do here in Colorado Springs and um, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So Ellie is a franchise that came out of Minnesota. And so at our specific location, we currently have eight therapists. Yeah. I'm really excited. We're fully staffed. <laughs> um, and we see ages from three and up, different uh, specialties, different uh, needs. So okay. it's great that we have different clinicians mm-hmm. that can help with with each individual person um, and what their needs are when they come in. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, my main focus is taking care of the staff so that we can retain them so that they can continue to do the work that's so important. Yeah. So So tell us about staff care. I know Mm -hmm. Ellie is like passionate about not only taking care of their staff, but you have actually corporate packages where you 
go in and um, kind of help corporations take yes. care of their staff? Yes. So one of the things that we have started doing that I'm really excited about is connecting with companies mm -hmm. that are interested in taking care of their staff, their mental health, mental wellness. And it's sometimes harder to encourage somebody to go somewhere and hope and expect that they're just going to schedule it. <laughs> and so an option that we've started is to actually go to the place of employment and offer our services, uh, mm -hmm. pick a date, timeframes, and allow people to sign up knowing that we're going to be there mm -hmm. so they don't have to leave work. They just take a break go talk to somebody, and then are right back at work. Mm -hmm. um, of course, we always welcome people from the community because we also have uh, another company that sends people. Okay. Um, so they allow their staff to come to us, and they cover all the cost of it, okay. which is a huge saver and mm -hmm. decreases barriers in having to use insurance, pre-offs, co-pays, all of those yeah. things. Um, so, yeah, they can tell come us to us or we can go to them. Tell us a little bit about... Um, productivity and mental health. Like yeah. if we take care of our people, you know, is that going to give us some more productivity? So absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all the research out there right now says if your staff is feeling well, and we're talking total physical well, mm -hmm. um, including mental health, then they're more likely to have higher job satisfaction, more likely to go to work and not have to call in a sick day or what people are calling a mental health day mm -hmm. um, to recharge. They're going to be more focused, attentive at the job, um, more encouraging to each other, and just pleasant to be around. So mm -hmm. overall quality of work and the amount of work, the productivity increases. Yes. Love it. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes. Any last words? No, just thank you so yeah. much for letting me be on your show. I really appreciate Perfect. it.